Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. All right. Welcome to the live edition of Sharkpreneur. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Seth. Great to be here. We've got a really special guest today. Looking forward to today's show. Yes, we are super excited to be interviewing Vern Harnish, best-selling author of Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, The Greatest Business Decisions of All Time, and his latest book, Scaling Up, has a global ex executive education and coaching company with hundreds of partners on almost every continent and has spent the last multiple decades helping over 40,000 businesses succeed. Vern Harnish. Vern, thanks for joining us. Seth, good to be on the show. Kevin, always great to see you. The original case study for that right. MIT program that I co-founded at yeah. MIT called The Birthing of Giants. Right. It is the story of the century. We'll have to tell it sometime on a podcast. Oh, I love it. You know, I, I went up and visited Babson College, yeah. uh, the new dean up there. Um, I'll think of his name. But um, I spent a whole day up there with Babson because they still teach that there. And um, and and I, um, um, I go in, I still, uh, multiple times a year, I, I either go face-to-face -face or yeah. virtually into this into the classroom with uh with 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 one of the teachers it's great 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 time and it's great doing that that was 19 uh what year was that 19 1991 1992 that was you've helped over forty thousand companies and you talk about the three stages of business being mice gazelles and elephants why do you think 90 percent of businesses never make it past the mice stage you know because the entrepreneur cannot let go they do believe that they know it all they're only ones that can do it and it's it's hard to let go and let somebody else do something for you and that's that's why 76 percent of the companies in the u.s only have the entrepreneur as the single employee and i would suggest some of those companies are overstaffed that's a joke, <laughs> but, I think, but, I, but I think true. And that's why you had to get be a million in revenue to get into EO, because then you actually had to prove that you could delegate, you could amass a team, because you really, at the end of the day, it's hard to scale uh, without, without a team. Absolutely. What inspired you to uh, write the latest book, Scaling Up? Well, you, guess what? 
this you are be the first group to hear this. I've got a brand new book coming out called Scaling Up Compensation. Uh, the whole comp plan with inflation coming, McDonald's just raised rates for the front line. We're all going to be under comp pressure, you know, for those of us who've got teams. But what what inspired Scaling Up was really the first book, Seth, when I launched that executive program at MIT. I have an MBA that's supposed to teach how to run a big company. There's startup incubators, I think, on every corner on the planet. But there really wasn't a book that taught you how to grow up a company, how to scale up a firm. So that was why Kevin's case study was so critical that anchored that program was we wanted over the next decade to figure out what were the unique tools and techniques that were needed between startups and grownups, these scale ups. And we protect we really perfected over 10 years, wrote the first book, 2002. And then we had a chance to really work it out over the next dozen years that led to scaling up. But what, what really motivated it, Seth, was my dad was a very successful entrepreneur. Uh, he was a, literally a rocket engineer at Martin Marietta. He and three of his buddies launched a company called Higher Electronics, and it was a rocket ship. And then in the 73 recession, they lost it all. And you don't declare bankruptcy back then. So he's selling off every asset we had, all our homes, our toys, everything. And we were broke. It was a riches to rag story. And dad never recovered. He became an alcoholic. My sisters actually ended up having him thrown into jail because uh, he was drinking and driving, didn't want him to hurt anybody. And it really, really messed both the family and him up. And I'm like, you know what? If I can do anything in my power to prevent an entrepreneur from going through what my dad went through, it's been a good life. Rest his soul. Yeah. And so anyway, that's really what's kind of motivated all of this. Kevin, as you know, it's not necessarily a smart market to serve. The Fortune 500, big fees, small business, yeah. 28 million of them. This mid-market, you know, it's it's tough to reach, but man, they're the first responders of our global economy. All the innovations, all the jobs. So, so Vern, the in, in the scaling process, as you go from mice to gazelles, and I love that term, gazelle. You, you know, Tony Little was yeah. selling a gazelle while you were launching your company, gazelles. But um, what's the key thing for people to be able to make that that leap to be as gazelle? Yeah. A little side note, you know, we talk about the importance of owning a word or two in the minds of the market. You guys have Sharkpreneur as yeah. that. Uh, we had gazelles, but what's interesting, nobody could spell it. You know, how many Z's, mm -hmm. how many L's. So we actually changed the name of the company to Scaling Up. We we had to oh, go through yeah. a name change like other companies have had to go through name changes just in order to make things easier. But, you know, we really look at, Kevin, four areas that we discerned were important. And that's around people, strategy, execution, and cash. And it's like a four-legged stool. If right. any one of those legs is weak, the whole thing topples. And so there's not one that's more important than the other. That research was done at IDEO uh, as well. Uh, the only one that trumps it, and this is what you were brilliant at, Kevin, was market timing. You know, mm -hmm. the market either makes you look stupid or it makes you look smart. And so right. what's most important, you were you were talking about your biggest win here just recently, yeah. you know, it's because you're riding a wave and Absolutely. you'd rather have the wind to your back than try to fight your way upstream. And so I think that's also something that has to be really recognized if you're scaling up, yeah. listen to the market. So an old school, I'm an old school marketer from the old days, as seen on TV and, you know, newspaper, radio, television, all that stuff. I've shifted. I'm now a digital 
entrepreneur. I sold, sold all those assets. I sold at CMTV.com, at CMTV Inc. So in your world, as you've developed your scaling practices and advice to, to business owners, how much of what you do today, and I, I know the four-legged stool that you talked about, but how much of it involves the craziness of the digital world, the Facebooks and Instagrams and access, you know, as you, you know, for, for me, the wind behind my back was the fact that, that there was influencer marketing that was available for one of my brands. And we have 10,000 influencers now out yeah. on Instagram talking about the product, which supercharged our sales and Amazon and everything across the board. So we didn't have this 10 years ago. Or, you, I know. Know, you know, where, where are you, have you gone in this development of some of the newest techniques? Yeah, well, Kevin, as you know, there are no non-tech companies in the 21st century. And you, you know the stats like I do, and we share this, 87% of all customers, I don't care B2B, B2C, B2I, if they want to find something, they go digitally, they Google it. And if you don't own that important real estate up there, even if you've got a longstanding B2B relationship with the client, when it comes time to put that contract up to bid, first thing they do is go out, all right, who can I get to compete against them? And if you don't own those space, and if you're not a master of SEO, SEM and digital, you are toast in the 21st century. By the way, what digital allowed us to do last year, Kevin, we, we had hoped to have 2,000 in, in person at our events. We ended up hosting virtually paid, not free, paid 18,000 wow. uh, people. We were almost able to 10X our reach digitally in 2020 in the pandemic. And by the way, EventX, the organization that gives out the annual awards for events, we won the two categories that were digital, web and online. We were the gold winners for the awards just came out last week in 2021 mm -hmm. because of our real focus around digital. But it still requires influencers, as sure. you said. Influence marketing has always been the key. That hasn't changed. If you have the key to get people to show up at virtual events, you're golden because that, you know, as, as live events have you know, they're, they're coming back now, but as they shut down, people were struggling to get attendees where they would pay. Well, it's one thing yeah. for free. Yeah, for free, a lot of people will show, but to get paid people, that's amazing. Congratulations. Well, and the place where, again, you were brilliant was in pricing. The, the real art here is we used a good, better, best pricing model instead of a single price. And that made all the difference in the world. And we've been really, option. yeah, we've been really pushing our clients to focus on price. I'll give you one example, just how, so we have an e-commerce client. Uh, you would know the company. They, 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 we swore we would not say who they are. They sell a very commoditized product yep. and they sold $190 million, like you do kind of thing, 190 million of this product in, in 2019. Nice. Now the pandemic hits. And, and by the way, commodity-based kind of products. So generally, if you got 2% profit, uh, that's good on a commodity. They were getting 4.2%. So they had about 8 million of profit on right. 190 million in revenue. A year later, we worked with them. They hired us. We worked with them around pricing to the point where four weeks before they were going to mail out a physical catalog, 
direct mail still is a powerful tool, as you know. Sure. Um, they agreed to shred all 2 million catalogs because it had the pricing in it, moved to demand-based pricing on their website. Result, they finished January 31st, their 2020 fiscal year at 240 million. So up 50 million, but more importantly, EBITDA went from 8 million to 41 million. Wow. So basically a 4.2% profitability to over 17%. The key, pricing. And nice. our buddy, Michael Dow, who I just heard from a couple of weeks ago, he and I have been exchanging emails. Deal of the decade, Forbes nailed, named his deal. Uh, he was the genius with pricing as well. And that's what allowed him to scale Dow. So pricing is one of the lost arts that yeah. we got in the back. Love it. Fantastic. You've helped over 40,000 businesses. What are some of the key points you've learned from watching all of those turnarounds and all those success stories? Um, you know, interestingly enough, and Michael Porter said it the other day in a broadcast I was part of, uh, the great strategist at Harvard, the CEO really has to work on the business, not in the business. And very specifically has to have in a really practical sense, we'll have a group of CEOs on an event tomorrow. You've got to have a hideaway. You know, John D. Rockefeller, the namesake of my first book, worked from home till noon every day so that he could hide out and really work on the business. Steve Jobs would be out of the office every morning working on the key project so he wasn't being interrupted. And so it's that CEO making that crossover from doing it themselves to working on the business. And when you get to that point, you only have to make two or three really good decisions. And I watched that with you, Kevin, in that case study we rolled out. You know, you had a team power, not everything else, but those two or three key decisions that you made and that we highlighted in the case made or either made the business or broke the business. Uh, and so that's one of the things that we see is get freed up from your own company. Yeah. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? You know, it's avoiding it happening to an entrepreneur what happened to my dad. That's what, when I get, I got in an email this morning from a, literally a family owned business in India. They're 2 billion. No, they're in Nepal. They're 2 billion in revenue. And they have been using our tools over the last 10 years, helping power through the pandemic. I, I'm lucky. I get one of those almost every day from somebody in the, around the world. And, you know, that's why we do what we do for sure. Vern, what is your goal for this book? Um, if, are you are you doing aggressive marketing? Uh, what what's 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 your process here to 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 come out with your new book? Yeah, well, we have about one hundred and fifty four thousand in our own database. They're rabid readers. That in a way, they're and about ninety thousand of them are are um, active. So mm -hmm. we know our numbers very well. And they've been the ones that tend to drive our word of mouth. And so it's been really the power of nurturing that database on a regular basis. And then they have a tendency to, to give us a 10 to one uh, ratio. So we're hoping to, like the other books, we're hoping to sell a half a million to a million copies of the book. And because I self-publish, uh, we encourage everybody to avoid the publishers uh, because we self-publish, you know, I, I, I can share it. I don't mind sharing it. Instead of getting a dollar for every book that Amazon or somebody sells, I get $11 and that makes all the difference in the world. 
And because I self-publish, I can give them away like candy. I find that I have to give, It's you have to give to receive. Tithe, I have to tithe enough books. So I give away right. about 10% right. of books that we sell. And that's what causes the rest of the sales. So right. those have been some of the key. And we're really good at SEO and SEM. We own Scaling Up. If you Google Scaling Up anywhere in the world, I put I knocked Robert Sutton off. Uh, the map a while ago, the Stanford professor who, who had that word. And now mm-hmm. we're moving up on the term scale ups, which is what they call now. Now yeah. uh, we're now on the first page and we're number three in natural search. And so yeah. uh, we're really working the digital side, Kevin. Do you, do you focus on trying to get on the, the, the New York times bestseller and wall street and that kind of stuff? Or do you just focus on getting the great book out? No, we don't actually, you know, I think most everyone's wised up on the New York Times that you just buy your way onto that. And in some cases, as big a scam as getting your restaurant used to be in Fodor's, you know, you pay enough people under the table. Uh, You know, the crowd, the crowd is who we trust. You know, we go to TripAdvisor to choose a restaurant today, not the experts. Uh, And so that's really the side that we work hard on nurturing. Now, on the flip side, this is what I'd recommend all your listeners. There are all of these awards that like nobody applies for. And so I Googled with scaling up book awards. We applied for every one you could imagine. And we won <laughs> eight of them. And okay. I, including general best general business, international business book. I swear it's because like we're the only one that applied for it. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. But these end these Avandex awards, yeah, there were 537 submissions, but there should have been 5,000 submissions. Mm, yeah, and they have enough categories that I think a big part of it, 80% of life is just showing up. So I would rather apply for those awards yeah. and get that badge than right. New York Times bestseller because that has been so depreciated over time, right? Because yeah. of the games. Exactly. I promise I won't tell anyone, but I think Seth's going to send it to 200,000 people. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I, this is a secret okay. between us and your 200,000, Seth. Okay. There That's you go. Very quiet. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So talk a little bit about the executive education program and how businesses can learn more about the scaling up process beyond the book, because obviously that's hugely beneficial. Yeah. Well, good news is you just have to remember one word, scaling up. So you go to scalingup.com. And that is the part that really took off was our online education division that, you know, Daniel Marcos runs, uh, my partner in that business. Uh, And because everybody knows the only way you're going to get ahead is to invest in yourself through education, like folks that are taking time to listen to this podcast. And so our branded courses, we think brands win. Uh, So our branded courses with LBS, with Northwestern and others have just really taken off as a as a resource. So I'd encourage people, particularly the Victoria Medvec negotiation course. You and I were talking about that, Seth, just before the thing. Northwestern University professor, Goldman Sachs advisor. Everything is a negotiation, as you know, Kevin. uh, And she teaches you how to do it beautifully. I've made millions and saved millions literally from her course, more than my own course. So go to scalingup.com. We'll get you every place you need to be. So, so Vern, the, for those that don't know, we, yeah. you and I need to go way back 1987 when right. you created 
entrepreneurs organization. I was on the original founding board of that. And that was, it's, it's a, the biggest global entrepreneurial uh, organization. It, and do you, um, what do you feel EO is, is still a powerhouse in the marketplace out there? It is. We're, we're now 15,000 members added another thousand just over the last quarter, uh, 270, some chap, 207 chapters, uh, gazillion countries kind of thing. It yeah. is, but you know, it's interesting, Kevin, I just had this talk with one of the incoming international chairs, you know, uh, Francis Frey at Harvard teaches that the way you take down a Citibank is you, you, you take it apart one bite at a time. You say, hey, we're going to go after customers that just want to do online, your ING. We want to be customers that really want high-end customer service, your commerce bank. And before long, Citibank is a fraction of itself. I mm -hmm. think the same thing's happening with EO. We're being picked off by niches. So mm -hmm. I've suggested that we go back and add the original brand, YEO, for mm -hmm. entrepreneurs under 35. That we, yeah. get the, we had the brand CEO for collegiate sure. entrepreneurs organization. Yeah. And we need to get Michael Dow. And remember, we launched that night. I hosted that first public speech of Steve Jobs after being fired from Apple. And right. you were there. Steve stayed for the party afterwards. And Greg uh, Stem was there and you yeah. and all, all Neil Balter, California Closets. And I've suggested we form a GEO, Global Entrepreneurs Organization, which is really just a honorary membership for Mark Zuckerberg and Michael Dell and the Google boys and that kind of yeah. thing. So I think we need to sub brand to go after niches within the market or we could get picked apart, but we are right now the powerhouse. Make, on the makes total sense though. I love, love the direction you're going. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. You bet. Vern, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. Anything else you want to share before we let you go? No, really, it's just a hats off, Seth, for you reaching out to your market like you do. Kevin, hey, you were critical in those early years. And again, your case study, we have to tell that story sometime on your podcast, Seth. Let's do it. No, it was instrumental in training 1,500 early entrepreneurs. And now, you know, it's still, as you said, being taught at universities all over the globe. So, Kevin, yeah. thank you for, for volunteering. You, you bet. Vern, last question. Are you doing Clubhouse? <laughs> you know, I... I just did my, I was the only startup uh, club on Clubhouse is the largest. They have a half a million members. I'm their only repeat guest. And I was on it again last Friday. So having a good time on Clubhouse. Love to bring you in as a guest on our, and one of our segments. We'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one too. No, I'd love okay. to. Super. All right. All right. Thanks good everybody for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat cheat text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today this show has been produced by market domination llc to discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.